Yeah. It was just making me laugh that he was telling me that. I was so like, funny. uh, no. I'm like, wait, aren't you, aren't, you're supposed to know a lot about Star Wars. You're working at Galaxy's Edge. Come on, man. This is immersion breaking. <laughs> Christian's crying in there. He's like, I can't buy these anymore. You're like, take them, take them back. <laughs> Call for reinforcements. All right, guys, we are live. Oh, we're rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. Heck yeah. Okay, welcome everyone. This is podcast episode three, Archives of the Jedi Order. Let's go. Sweet. So, yeah, it's uh, thanks everybody for listening for the last couple of times. Like, it seems we've we've got a couple of uh, actual listeners, so that's great. I'm super excited. Thank you all so much. Uh, We really appreciate it, and hopefully. Feel free to reach out to us and let us know if you're listening. It makes our day. Yeah, so. seriously. If you liked it at all and let us know, like, we freak out. It's fantastic. So. It's super yeah. great. Let so. us know things we like, uh, things that you can, or things that we can do better, things that you like. Gosh, Things you might want to hear about. Any that questions? Cool. Yeah. All, all sorts of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, all right, guys. Um, let's dive right into it because we've got a hot drink here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> it's going to so, be exciting. <laughs> this is the um, Galaxy's Edge. Our food item today, we're going to do... Let's see, it's called Sunrise Calf, um, which, if you don't know, calf is basically just the Star Wars equivalent of coffee. I think it's really funny, and I was kind of excited to make it because in a lot of the audiobooks that I listen to, they talk about it, and they're like, oh, he went into the back of the ship to have a nice hot pot of calf. And I was like, it makes me laugh every time. So. <laughs> like, All right. That was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it's got like, it's black coffee, milk, coconut oil, five spice powder, turmeric, heavy cream, and then brown sugar. So... Hopefully it's good. It as might long be as disgusting. The isn't overpowering. But yeah, so. I, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but it looks pretty good. Yeah, it, it smells amazing. It looks disgusting. Yeah, it's like it smells not amazing. If you're me, <laughs> so it depends on the person. Oh, yeah, boy, but... this is gonna be exciting. I think it smells good. It's kind of got a, a greenish hue. I guess like yellow. Yellow-ish. Yeah, it's like, it's like yellowish. It's, it looks like the worst color you could possibly imagine. It yeah. really does not look appetizing. Really it, it actually does smell so. pretty good. It smelled well, kind of gross while we're making it. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Star Wars loves the turmeric. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, yeah, it's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's not like the best cup of coffee. <laughs> it's no so Starbucks. Gross. It's Katie hates <laughs> it. Like, this is good. It okay. is so bad. You don't have to drink yours. It so if like, you don't, if you don't like it, it's like black okay. licorice. We won't be mad. No, it, it doesn't. It totally it does not. does. Nothing at all like black licorice. Really? Ooh. That's totally. Gentry hates it too. You drink so much. It tastes like the biggest swig. It's very watered down, but that is really gross. I think it's that five spice. Yeah, when I, t- when I smelled it, I was like, it's a little black licorice. You know, yeah. I think Five Spice does have licorice spice in it, so does that it? might be that where you're getting sense. that. Yeah, that. I can taste a little, but mine's yeah. not. I think it's pretty good. Mine's actually. pretty good. I like it. Well, I'm glad you guys like it. <laughs> it's very... If you don't, you just throw the cups over on the side if you mm-hmm. don't mind really quick. Yeah, yeah it's not not my not my cup of calf, but... If you're done. Yeah. Hey, that's Did not... Did you yours over there? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just going to keep it throughout it. It's oh, not okay, that bad, honestly. I kind of like it. Yeah, it was good. I could, I mean... Do you want to read about it? Yeah, I'll read about it. read our little... Just uh, their little um, definition of it, I guess. I don't know, whatever. I used to take my calf as black as space itself, but my time on Batuu has inspired me to explore some beverage options that lean a bit more towards the light side. During a recent early morning stroll... Uh, dur- during a recent early morning stroll through the Black Spires Market, I acquired an unusual spice blend from uh, Kat Saka's stall. Its sweet aroma was so intoxicating... 
that I couldn't wait to give it a try. So I stirred a spoonful of the stuff right into my cup, along with a healthy dollop of fresh cream provided by my pal Bubo Wampa. <laughs> Needless funny. to say, I was hooked from the first sip. With its rich, warm blend of spices and smooth, creamy finish, the drink I've come to call Sunrise Calf has become the perfect way to start my day. And for those who live on a world that has more than one sun, consider yourselves lucky. You've got the perfect excuse to have an extra cup. Oh, dang. <clears throat> Two cups of calf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine going into the back of a ship and drinking a whole pot of calf. <laughs> Just down in it. It's like, all right, gotta I, get my sunrise. I calf. feel like I could, if I, like, put other things in it, like, maybe more exotic spices, but that, that, like... Black licorice flavor is overpowering to my palate. More exotic so spices. This is I, exotic. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Real. Oh, I absolutely I hate black licorice, and I'm not picking up that really, super that's strong like the flavor. First thing like, I pick oh, up, it's a little bit, weird. but I actually I really like licorice. it. Like this is good. It was well, good. That's good. I'm glad you like it. <clears throat> I like took one sip and I was like, mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I give it two star destroyers out of five. Two out of five. Mm. I will give it half Call a destroyer out of five. There you go. Yeah. Um. I'm giving it four Star Destroyers. Four Star Destroyers. Four? Dang. It was good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking three and maybe half a one. Like uh, that one that got one. run into in Rogue One, you know. Really <laughs> that's bad. My so three one. and a half yeah. Star Destroyers. I'll say three and a half. I'll change my answer. There you go. Yeah. It's very weird. I did not quite enjoy it but you know it was yeah. worth it was worth a try for sure i think if we do it again in the future if we ever make it again we'll not add the turmeric or the five spice and then it probably would be super good yeah, i would no, change it, it up and just be. add something instead of that at that mm-hmm. point it's just coffee yeah like well <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go to starbucks and, well there's you know, like coconut cream. Well, we were, yeah. I, maybe not not just add I was it thinking but like a little it. more chocolate yeah. yeah, if there was like a mocha, there was a mocha really kind of thing yeah. too, we could really we could mess around more too with like just like a calf from Star Wars yeah. rather yeah. than the specific well, this, Tabatu the sunrise calf. Yeah. Is like, yeah, specific. I think that'd so. be interesting. Fun yeah. fact: uh, Christian might be allergic to turmeric. So yeah, yeah we're, if he my, starts to slur, we know why. <laughs> my tongue is so tingly. Nobody else having this issue. Like my tongue is like oh. So I might be dying. It's fine, you know. Whatever. Who needs well, to talk on a podcast? Christian feels <laughs> over. Then we'll know. Oh man. Which well, of course, every recipe we've used has had like so much turmeric. I know. In it. <laughs> that's like they love the turmeric on uh, Batu. So yeah. you know, that's really funny. And uh, you know, taught Christian what garam masala is. We're learning all sorts of new things yes. with this cookbook. Very, very true. Yeah. So, interesting. Alrighty. Wait, what is garam masala? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Indian. Well, they use it a lot in Indian food. It's like a. If you ever have like butter chicken. Oh, or okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. T- uh, tikka masala. Is gotcha. In that. It's okay. In that and, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. I like it, but yeah, we're learning about all sorts of new spices from Batu. So yeah. For sure. Yeah, a good time. Nice. All right, guys. Yeah, I'm glad we started that off on a pretty good positive note. The next little bit I want to talk about. Um, this is pretty much the only like major news that's really come out of the Star Wars community this week. And it's kind of it kind of sucks, to be honest. Like yeah. I'm a little bit I don't love it. Like so Christina Ariel, um, she's the host of the High Republic show, which is super cool. They're kind of doing a little in depth kind of just showing off some of the characters and stuff for the High Republic and she's the host of it. And she's been doing a great job. There's only a couple of episodes out right now, I believe, and she's doing fantastic. But she has been receiving like tons and tons of racist and hateful comments oh man and so i just i just feel like you know it's something that we should address and that is absolutely not at all like what we stand for on this podcast at all like the stuff that is being said is terrible and it sucks that it's a recurring theme in the star wars fandom it seems like throughout you know the history of star wars we had like 
uh, when the when the prequels came out, so many of those actors got hate for it that it you know made them like quit acting mm. even. And then again with the sequel trilogy, like you know Tony Marie Tran, even Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, all of them, they all received a ton of hate from stuff. And then you know now it's happening again, and it's just absolutely ridiculous and christina here she's not even an actor like she's just narrating it pretty much i mean she you know a voice actor for some of the stuff i guess technically but it's not like she's in any of the movies and so i just think that that's like it's terrible the stuff that's happening and i i want to you know make it clear that we want to be a part of the change like we want to make it so this isn't a priority in the star wars fandom and there's tons of awesome people out there that don't want this to be a thing but sadly it is so i just feel like it's something we should address you know Mm mm-hmm for sure i think it's messed up that people have to like have such a small minded opinion it's like just go into it like what you like like don't hurt somebody else's feelings or like you know just because they don't stand for the same things that you do Mm -hmm. just like you know be a be a kind person that's that's all it takes for sure for sure yeah i definitely agree and it's you know it's really heartbreaking to see because it's like and it's amazing that even after so much hate and everything, like, even Hayden Christensen, who played Anakin, like, it's amazing that he's coming back to Star Wars yeah. for the amount of hate that he got. Like, yeah. I can't believe that he's willing to come back and be Vader again in this Obi-Wan show. Like, I'm so excited. And I know that a lot of his true fans and, like, the kind people and people who, you know, celebrate and love Star Wars and love those characters and movies will be thrilled about it. But there's so many naysayers and people who put everything down. And it's like, okay, it's fine to not like something, but don't be terrible about it to other people you know for sure uh i also think that like if there's a character that you don't really like in star wars you can always like instead of just like oh i don't like that straight at first like how i was saying last week's podcast uh that they were i mean or i guess Maybe we don't know the character enough, or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> like I was saying last week, the Forces of Destiny show. Mm-hmm. I oh, was yeah. thinking that would be super cheesy. I was thinking, uh, just all kinds of th- stuff about it, and I I didn't give it a chance, even with Rebels too. Yep, I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I found out that if you have a problem with a character, like look them up try to get more insight on what their character is all about and then maybe you'll like them again yeah (laughs) Yeah, and i feel like rather than focusing all your negative energy on hating one character just like a different character like if you don't like somebody just focus your energy on liking somebody else that's one of the main things that i've noticed too is that people are like out to attack different parts of the star wars fandom that they hate but i'm like celebrate the parts that you love rather than focusing on what you hate you know like enjoy what you enjoy and if you don't like something else just avoid it it's not like it's too terribly hard i don't know Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's it's always been a funny thing to me, because Star Wars is the only fandom that loves its characters as much as they hate them, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So, so anyways, I uh, know that's a little bit of a more, like, downer tone, but I just wanted to address it, get it out there, make sure that it's known. Um, if you guys are listening, try to be a part of the good side of Star Wars, you know, be on the light side here. <laughs> I'd like to issue a challenge to anybody that's listening. Um, find a character that you absolutely hate in Star Wars, and try to find at least one thing that you like about them. 
So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We're the archives of the Jedi Order here, not the archives of the Dark Lords. <laughs> yeah, so seriously. We might have a little bit of a Dark Lord on the other end of the couch over here, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's still with us here. <laughs> it, just, it just depends on the day, you know. I might consider yeah. myself a Dark Lord too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little Sithy some kind yeah. of time. For sure. A little bit of Sith. <laughs> uh, I feel like sometimes I stand on the outside of the box with characters like that. I carried around a Jar Jar doll like for probably oh a good God. three years. So. Heck yeah. Stand up for Jar Jar today. Come on, Jar Jar. I stand Jar Jar. Same. On this I will podcast. stand Jar Jar <laughs> to the day I die. I don't oh, yeah. care. If you haven't seen the Clone Wars with Jar Jar in it. It's, it's hey, pretty good stuff. On. Some of the episodes are actually like hilarious. <laughs> like it's so funny when you need when you have an episode of the Clone Wars where General Grievous gets defeated by Jar Jar and a bunch of Gungans. You're like, what is happening? This is fantastic. <laughs> that is peak Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Incredible. Man. Good yeah. stuff. All right, guys. Um, I also kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the High Republic era oh, that's yeah. been going down. Yeah, I, I actually started reading that book. Did that you? you got. Yeah, it's nice. the Light of the Jedi. It's super oh, good. It I'm only so like cool. five pages in, but I'm already still, like, it's good. Dude, yeah. right off the bat, it got me hooked. It <laughs> yeah. was so cool. That's awesome. Um, so I guess we might get into a little bit of spoiler territory here. I'll try not to get give anything big away if I slip up. I'm so sorry, guys. If you haven't read the book, um, if you're not <laughs> into it, I, I haven't. I haven't actually finished the book, so I'm not trying to spoil anything just the stuff that i want to talk about is a little bit further in so even mm. for you it might be a little bit of a spoiler thing i hope not no, but no worries we can talk about it and i'll so just cool. enjoy it when we some get some of the stuff is so yeah, cool sure it's fine um but i thought this was like one of the most fascinating parts of the book to me is there was a section um during the great disaster which is basically the intro of the book there's mm. a ship that gets destroyed in hyperspace and bits of it are flying out of hyperspace and crashing into planets and destroying it and so the Jedi at the time, they're trying to save these planets and help the like people that are still on board of these chunks of ship that are crashing. Um, but we talked about a little bit of this on the first episode that we did. Um, there's a liquid Tabana canister, like a mm. massive one heading towards oh, the geez. sun. And if it hits the sun, it's like it's going to blow up like a whole system of planets, basically. Oh, my gosh. So all these Jedi come together and you have to use the force to move it out of the way. Um, but this, she's, I, I want to say that she's like the focus of this book almost a little bit. I mean, they kind of, they talk a lot of, there's a lot of different characters and they're focusing on a lot of different Jedi, but this Avar Chris character, she seems like a really key player in all of the new High Republic stuff. And she's super cool. The stuff that I've heard and everything that I've read in the book, she's really cool. Um, but one of her force abilities is that she can kind of, it's hard to describe. She can kind of become a beacon for other Jedi in the force so, like, she can call out to him, and everyone can kind of know what's going on because she's kind of channeling. Like, the best way I can kind of describe it is that if she was, like, the main base for a bunch of walkie-talkies, and all the other Jedi have oh. a walkie-talkie, and they're basically hearing her, what she's saying, but it's through the Force, and she kinda can just like, connect like to everyone. Kind of like a mind? A little bit. A little okay. bit. She's gotcha. not, like, controlling them, but she's, you know, but broadcasting information okay. to them, and they all know it, like, all throughout the galaxy. It's really cool. That's super cool. And, and yeah. the throne ascendancy book uh -huh. there's kind of like a planet of like kind of hive mind kind of like same same kind of thing yeah and that's what i like about uh some of the jedi and they're they have like kind of their own like superpower or yeah. like mm -hmm. in, yeah. in the force their own unique thing. force abilities like that's a lot crazy. of them have like they can touch things and see the past of those things yeah just like yeah. in 
Jedi Order, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Cal Kestis can, and another big one is Ray. A lot of people look over that. Ray has that. Ray same thing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, they yeah. show it like when she first touches the Skywalker saber, she has that oh, vision, yeah. and then again when she touches the knife in uh, Episode Nine. I forgot about that. Which, yeah. That's really cool. Um, I believe that Quinlan Voss yeah, also Quinlan has that, Voss. which is cool. It's crazy. And that was a good book too. The Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple with Asajj Ventress. If you guys are a fan of the Clone Wars and like Asajj Ventress, that book is the one. That book is awesome. Yeah. Even my wife, who isn't a big, big Star Wars fan, she absolutely loved that book. And I think it made her more into a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Which, That's awesome. Uh, if you have friends like that, like maybe Dark Disciple would be their way in yeah if you want to listen to that or read it that's <laughs> very cool, cool. very yeah. cool um but it's it's super fascinating that she's connected with all these other jedi during this part when they're so she basically like has to connect with them and say hey we all have to use the force at the same time to move this massive canister out of the way of the wow. sun mm-hmm. but when they all connect it's really awesome the way that they describe this and i don't think that as far as the stuff that I've listened to or read and watched, there's no other thing that describes the Force like this, and I love it. They It kind of shows, um, it, it goes through each individual character and kind of depicts to them what the Force looks like. Whoa. So to Avar, she's sitting there on this planet, and she has her lightsaber drawn out in front of her, like using the Force. She's sitting there in like a meditative stance, the lightsaber's mm-hmm. floating in front of her with the Force, and it starts spinning, and it's making like a tone. And to her, the Force is music. So it's like really cool. So she's hearing it through the lightsaber spinning and like it's it's the force music that she's hearing and it's like connected and it's it's so cool. But then there's like other characters and I thought it was so fascinating when it was talking about it. Um, but the Wookiee apprentice is Buryaga. Love this character when you Mm. go into him. But he sees the force as like a leaf on a tree. And, like, it's, like, slowly falling off the tree and descending down and flowing through the wind and stuff. I'm like, the way that they describe it is so cool. And I think that um, one of the other ones that they talked about was Yoda. And I thought it was really fascinating that his was a swamp planet that he sees. Which I'm like, that's a total callback. It's got to be Dagobah. Like, that is Uh so cool that he's sitting there seeing it as a swamp bubbling and, like, the life energy around it. I'm like, man, that is so cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah, like seriously, the the way that they described that in that scene, it gave me chills. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so cool. So wow. what, what I'm kind of like imagining here is like, uh, kind of like Baby Yoda and yeah. Grogu in the episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, where he's calling out through. There's a force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Like, I would love to see. I hope that they bring these characters into live action. Like, I haven't even finished the book, and I'm already so invested in them. And I'm like, man, I want to see these. Like, even an animated show would be so Mm -hmm. cool. But I just thought it was so awesome. And I think they described one of the other force, um, the way that they saw it was like a great storm, basically. So wind blowing super hard, or it could be really calm when it's at peace, you know. And then, like, an ocean, too, where the waves would get really huge, and then it'd be really calm. Just like... Like, that's such a sweet idea to have it, like, I never really thought about that, that the Jedi could interpret the Force as seeing it as something, like, natural, you know, something mm-hmm. beautiful or something completely different than the way that we see it. And I think that's a very interesting thing for a lot of the movies that we don't take into account is, like, what those characters are feeling or thinking in that moment or the way that they perceive the Force kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. it's just really cool. I thought it was really fascinating. That is really cool, especially looking at that in, like, an aspect of 
being able to like train someone to use the force because it's like training people is going to be different for everyone then which is really insane to think about i never even thought about that no for sure i made episode eight more impactful to me too because of that scene when luke is training ray he's having her reach out to the force and he's like what do you see and it's showing those flashes of the ocean the life growing i'm like this is really cool it's a lot like how this book is they did that really well so that was really cool something I, need, I should revisit for sure mm. yeah definitely it's interesting too because like he he had a whole like jedi academy i guess so he had to do that with like every individual person or yeah. get people to do that with every every person it's cool to see like everybody sees the force kind of in a, in a different way and yeah that i'm so excited to finish this book it's awesome it's <laughs> really, really awesome cool. yeah so that was a super cool part um i want to talk about a little bit i just barely got past the introduction of the villains of this book and they are awesome i am so excited this is like one of the few non-sith villains that i've been insanely hyped about so it's kind of a collective it's like a group of people and they call themselves the nihil which i find very fascinating and interesting because they have darth nihilus so i'm wondering if there's any correlation between that but they're they're basically just marauders and just like awful pirates pretty much but they the way that they're depicted in this book is so creepy. They, like, every, anywhere that they go, there's always, like, a thing of smoke. They come in and basically, like, a storm, and their weapon systems are, like, lightning. Whoa. And so they can, like, deactivate an entire ship by hitting it with these, like, lightning strikes that they have. It's so cool. And they're just super creepy. They have, like, a very grunge look to them. They're, like, spiky, and uh, they're super cool. But it's a whole bunch of different species and stuff. Jeez, that's crazy. But that kind of alludes to my... New favorite Star Wars character in all of these books, who is an Eye Hill. He is a psychopathic, murder spree happy Gungan <laughs> named Wetbub. Oh <laughs> my gosh. What? <laughs> I know, I'm like, what? The reason he's called Wetbub is because apparently every time he would go on these raids, he would come back so covered in blood, he'd just be soaking wet. So people just called him Wet. His name's Bub, I guess, so he's just Wetbub. Ew, I'm that like, is That's... so gross. That is terrifying. Uh, I mean, that's the horrible. Yeah, Sis George. Sis George. gonna kill you. <laughs> you guys like that? It's so scary. Then there you go. Yeah, Character literally. highlight is turned into Jar Jar today. Straight up, like no. Once they started talking about that, I was like, no way. I was like bursting out laughing. I'm oh like, my oh my God. gosh, that's so funny to me. <laughs> that's but insane. yeah, they're super cool villains. I'm really excited to see where the story goes with them. Um, they're very intimidating. Does, so. does the book jump around a lot, or do um, you yeah. feel like it's very? Well, the way that it, it's kind of, it's it's it does jump, but it, it kind of concludes a lot of the story. Like, the first intro is The Great Disaster. Um, the whole book is kind of involved with it. But yeah. it kind of shows the first little section of the Jedi trying to help these people. Then it kind of jumps to the introduction of the Nihil. And then it's kind of jumping back and forth between um, this other Jedi named Loden Greatstorm, who's a Twi'lek Jedi. Oh. He's really cool. And his apprentice, um, Bell Zedifar, I believe is his name. Okay. And they're on a planet, and they're helping... It's basically just kind of showing different Jedi stories trying to help with this great disaster. Because there are these things coming out of hyperspace that they're calling the emergences, and they're like hitting planets and stuff, so they're just trying to help out. But it does jump around a bit, but it is a cohesive story, and it's pretty easy to follow. Well, it's always interesting to me to find out about the other Jedi in the universe, yeah. in the galaxy that <laughs> we're helping, for yeah. sure. And all that. And that's what I think is really cool about the High Republic, is that they're making it a 
interweaved like mega story so like all of the other media and all the books that come out with those like different jedi and characters that they introduce in there they're all connected and it's all going to be like you know in the same type of story pretty much I'm like that's really cool <laughs> that's cool that's I mean, really really all cool. of star wars is like that but this particular story i think is all probably going to be centered around that t- kind of same event and same time period and everything right there so nice which is really sweet really cool to learn about no for sure Sorry, guys, I feel like I'm talking a lot here. This is just, like, no, a lot good. of the stuff that I've gone over. But <laughs> no, you're, you're the good. only this one that's read great. the book. I know, yeah. I know. Oh, that's perfect. There is another key thing that I want to talk about before we get into our character spotlight. Yeah. Um, this is so cool, and this is, like, the most recent part of the book that I got to. And um, sorry, again, it might be a little spoilery, but I just... It's not it's not a huge key part of the book. I just thought it was so fascinating because it's an awesome, awesome tie-in to episode seven that even made me like like the sequel trilogy even more i'm like that is such a cool thing that they did they didn't have to add that in the book but the fact that they did like it gets me ecstatic so they talk about um the jedi they need people to like they're trying to track hyperspace lanes to see where they can see if these emergences are going to like come out of hyperspace to hit the different planets so they can try to prevent it um but what they start talking about is they they're like, well, we need some people who are super experts in hyperspace and hyperlanes and like routing hyperlanes and tracking and all sorts of stuff. So they talk to the Santeca family, who, if you don't know, at the very start of episode seven, there's that old man who's giving Poe the map to Luke Skywalker. Oh. That guy's name is Lore Santeca. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so cool that it, it ties in perfectly because the Santeca, they're basically, yeah, map makers of hyperspace. They're like, Dang. their family has been for generations creating hyperspace routes and finding the lanes through hyperspace so they know the different ways in the back like secret ways to get to these certain planets like luke's island so i'm like that makes total sense why he would be giving poe this map to luke skywalker because he's one of the few people that would actually know how to get to that planet wow so i'm like that's so cool that's such a sweet tie and it was such a little thing but as soon as i realized that i'm like that is awesome yeah there, there's always little things like that in star wars where you're just like oh like even like in the books like reading like you're like oh that totally ties in with the movie at that part Perfectly. i hated later <laughs> that that made no sense to me like yeah just that's just so read the cool. books and uh find out more and Maybe you'll like whatever. <laughs> it definitely has helped yeah. me to appreciate a lot more of the stuff that I didn't really come to, or stuff that I didn't even notice the first time around, you know? You watch the movies again after reading a book that intertwines yeah. it all, and you're like, man, that is just so cool. It's just so sweet to see the connections. Just how I was, like, the other day when I was talking about, or w- I was watching episode nine, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of memes and stuff around the internet about, uh, Ray saying Ray Skywalker, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like just adopting herself. Like you kind of felt like it was kind of weird <laughs> at first. Like, like I understood. Like mm-hmm. it, it was awesome, but also, uh, well, there's tons of people that didn't love the choice, you know, for her to take the Skywalker name. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. and I loved it. I was, I was thinking like watching episode nine and how we were talking about how they were, how Kylo and ray were a dad i was thinking that kylo when he transfers his midichlorians to ray yeah like the life essence yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and stuff that in a sense she becomes a skywalker 
Yeah, it's from yeah, that. That's, that's, that's it's a good point. almost like a blood transfusion, almost. So she yeah. literally has Skywalker blood. I know that's going to be a kind of a hot take, and people are going to be like, "Oh, that's not true." It's that's how it is. That's what happened in the movie. She's a Skywalker. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. I I feel, kind of feel the same about like Ahsoka because I I always oh, really liked her. Like I haven't seen all of Clone Wars and I haven't seen all of Rebels, but I've seen lots of like individual episodes, and like I always liked her. But then like. Christian was like, oh, you gotta read this book, and then I, like, read this Ahsoka book, and, like, literally Ties loved her time. after that. Like, yep. it was such mm -hmm. a cool thing that it's, like, Star Wars is, like, all kinds of media, and, like, I love how it ties together. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's super cool. And that right there is a perfect segue into our character spotlight mm -hmm. of the week, yeah. so. Um, yeah, guys, we are gonna be talking about the lady herself, Ahsoka Tano. One of the greatest ladies. <laughs> yeah, the, the greatest. The, the greatest lady. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you guys want to start? If I start talking about Ahsoka, I might never stop. It's so. actually kind of true. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. if, you, if you know Christian, you, then you just know. He's obsessed. And you think it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Christian likes Ahsoka. No, no, Christian loves her. She's the best. Yeah, She's you the... should see it. It's so funny. Like, all of the Ahsoka stuff, that, <laughs> like, all the Ahsoka apparel that, that we've got here, uh, I can see three pictures at least <laughs> Where we're sitting just right where now, we're sitting, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Yeah, she's. I, I just relate to her so much. Like she's just such a cool character, and I think one of the most relatable things um, is that the generation, like the prequel generation, like me, that grew up watching the prequel movies, we grew up with Ahsoka too. Because mm -hmm. when the Clone Wars comes out, she's just a kid, you know, and we see her progression even just through that whole story in the Clone Wars and then seeing her in Rebels and now in Mandalorian, it's like we've all literally grown up with her. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool to me. Like, I think that's one of the best parts of it. Well, that's what I was thinking Like when Katie was talking about her. like Maybe yeah. she didn't like her like completely at first. Like, me too. Like, yeah. Watching the Clone Wars, she's, she's a cool character. She's just like kind of like kind of felt whiny like, yeah no, of, and yeah. she definitely at the first that's like that's, and that's another thing that i love is they did portray her that way from the early on clone wars movie until like about season three of the clone wars you're like ah oh, man i don't really know how i feel about her but then she slowly starts to learn and that's mm -hmm. what i think is really cool too is that um she's kind of it's so funny that they put her with anakin because she's very she's very much like anakin in a way and like the way that she's super headstrong she's very like she goes right into action. She's just ready to go. She thinks that, you know, she, when you first see her, she kind of starts out and she's super cocky. She thinks she's invincible and she's just like, oh, yeah, I can do anything. Like, this is going to be completely fine. I have no, nothing to worry about. But the progression, like, her growing up through the show, you can kind of see she, in a way, I feel like it's awesome that she was mentored by both Anakin and Obi-Wan because she yeah. starts to turn a little bit more into Obi-Wan's personality and she's got the best of both worlds from mm -hmm. it. She's like... The headstrong so cool. powerfulness of Anakin, but the wisdom and the thoughtfulness of Kenobi, and it's just like such a perfect tie-in. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's so awesome. She's she knows what she wants. That's for sure. Exactly. I love that you get to see, uh, kind of like Christian said, you get to see like her grow up, and you get to see her character progression. Because I was the same way um, at the beginning of Clone Wars. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this character, uh, especially if she's gonna be in in the rest. And then you see her like start to develop and, and get that character growth. And now we see her in the Mandalorian, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. See, Ahsoka with Grogu is like a dream come uh -huh. true. Literally, I love yeah. it so much. And that's another t like point I want to talk about a little bit. I was I found it very interesting that. By the end of Rebels, um, she tells Vader, she's, you know, the iconic I am no Jedi mm -hmm. line. 
Um, but when we see her again in The Mandalorian, she's kind of, she's not so adamant on not being a Jedi. Like when the, yeah. the um, what's her name? The, the lady with the Beskar staff. I can't think of it right now. Oh, shoot. I can't think of it either. Um... Anyways, when the whatever her when she calls out <laughs> that, i'm gonna get yelled at for that one when, she, when she's uh, talking to ahsoka and she's like oh you're a jedi ahsoka doesn't immediately snip back with i am no jedi which i was i was thinking was gonna happen i'm like oh for we're gonna sure. get the line mm-hmm. we're gonna get the line but she didn't say it and then she's i was like citizen who <laughs> <laughs> pops up citizen but yeah, she didn't say it, which was crazy. And then later on, too, when she chooses not to train Grogu, Gro- Gro- um, it was kind of, that's more of a Jedi thing, too. Like, her seeing his attachment to Mando and not being willing to train him, that's very much on key with yeah. the Jedi. So I'm wondering if mm. she's kind of falling back into the ways of the Jedi, because she kind of left. It's not that she wasn't still using the Force or her lightsabers or practicing those things, but... I wonder if she's more trying to be on the path of the Jedi, but kind of forging her own way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which, mm-hmm. which I think would be really cool to see. Yeah, that is really cool. Not like there's a Jedi Order at that time that can indoctrinate her and kind of re-give her her Jedi status back. But I mean, there's Luke, but he's not—he's the only one really, mm-hmm. and it's—it's it's completely different from you know when the Republic was at its peak there at the like when it turned into the Empire. I guess so it's yeah. kind of. It's just very fascinating to me, so I'm really excited to see where they go with her show. And being mm-hmm. outside of the Jedi Order, like, that would be tough for a Jedi, like, on oh, the definitely. run, like, uh, but also, not being a Jedi anymore, you don't feel like that kind of protection of, like, the light side, like, yeah. all mm-hmm. the time. Like, you don't have people to back you up at any time, you know? Like, like when you're out as a Jedi and you're on a mission, you can just call for help at the Jedi Temple. You can't really do that when you're on your own. Yeah, and, uh, like, I was thinking, like, Ara Singh, like, she became a bounty hunter. Like, it's, mm-hmm. and, like, it's so easy to get led to, like, the dark side. Or, like, Asajj Ventress. Yep. Getting yep. led to the dark side, if you leave. But Ahsoka was able to, like, stay strong. Even, yeah. like... In the new Clone Wars episodes with the sisters and stuff, where oh yeah, she, the Martez like arc, there was like spice trades and whatnot, and like she stayed strong that whole yep. time. Yeah. Well, even it's crazy course. too because she's you know at, going on with that same arc when it's yeah. Seizure Mandalore, Maul offers her the choice to join him, and she accepts, which is crazy. But I feel like even if they did team up, she wouldn't have gone to the dark side. Yeah. But it's crazy that, like, to think about that, you know, she was so strong that she didn't fall. She kind of just made her own path, you know, and it was still a good path, and it was great. Even with the ship going down, with her clones turned against her, like, she's like, I'm not gonna be the death of these clones. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they're they're gonna die, but it's not gonna be from me. <laughs> so freaking emotional. <laughs> yeah. It's like Intense that thing. that is crazy to me that she's just like that's what I love so much. She's just such an essence of good, you know? Mm. She's like she's everything that I kind of aspire to be. She's strong, she's thoughtful, she's kind, she has like the willingness to admit when she's wrong. It didn't start out that way, you know. She's like, <laughs> yeah, definitely headstrong, but she she becomes like that and she's just a friend to everyone. Also, she's super, super skilled with lightsabers, which is awesome. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. But yeah, I just think that she's such a good example. And she's something that we could all aspire towards in the fandom, even. Like, you know, that's what everything that we want to be is those characteristics that Ahsoka has, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. At least for me personally. Yeah, I mean, she's 
She's awesome. She's a really good, like, Star Wars idol, I would say. Just, like, mm. a classic character to look up to. For sure, guys. Mm. So awesome. I mean, I've got more if anyone else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Speak now or I'm going to go off again, but... Um, I don't know. Um, I, I think she is a, a really, really good character to look up to because a lot of people look up to, like, Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my in my opinion, like, Luke never really got rid of that kind of whiny attitude that he, that he has <laughs> uh and so and ah- ahsoka definitely did so i think i think she's great and i think luke is a great character to look up to too and he's he's awesome as well but yeah i i very much like ahsoka yeah and it's it's kind of hard to match to what some of the other characters because yeah you're you're right even luke and anakin they both have that whiny quality but it's mm-hmm. like you get the clone wars which gives us seven full seasons of development for exactly. these characters yeah, so it's yeah. kind of hard to match when it's like yeah you have that long and now even rebels and then she's getting her own show so it's mm-hmm. like when you have that much screen time for a character you can really see the growth and development which is great yeah super excited to be able to dive into that show and see all the yeah. pieces put together it'd be so <laughs> awesome i really hope that they focus on kind of like the the mortis arc in the clone wars where that whole thing was like dealing with the balance of the force and how there's like the father right in the middle and then the son and daughter who are the essence of the light and dark side and that's like a huge key part of ahsoka's story is that ahsoka would have died on mortis if it weren't for the light side daughter who put like her force essence into ahsoka too and that's why that little bird that's always following Ahsoka around Morai, that's basically, people believe that to be the essence of the daughter still, like, wow. following her. But that, that to me, just solidifies that Ahsoka embodies the light side of the Force. And I really am intrigued to see if they carry on with that in her show and kind of talk about, like, if there's a complete dark side embodiment or if there's who's going to be the father. Is it, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin in there, too? Because I feel like those three could have literally been the Mortis gods, basically, that they had. But I don't know. It's very interesting. So I wonder if they'll touch on that at all. Because I feel like Ahsoka might have played into the balancing of the Force, you know, when Vader ends up killing the Emperor there at the end. So it'll be very interesting to see what ends up happening with all that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I also hope that other characters that she's interacted with show up, like Yoda... I mean, not in the show, but, like, as a Force Ghost, maybe. That'd be awesome. And especially Hayden Christensen as Anakin. If, yes. If we don't get yes. Force Ghost, Anakin talking to Ahsoka in her show, we were robbed. That was, like, <laughs> yeah. that has to happen. And I'm Christian's like, oh, will man. Be broken. Yeah, I will cry 100%. Uh, right? If the creators of Ahsoka are listening right now, you will be breaking some hearts. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's Dave Filoni. They are going to hurt us with these shows. <laughs> I know it. I already know oh, it. Sure Oh, man. In a good way. In a good way. We'll love it, but we will be hurt. (laughs) For real. I also would love it if, you know, it's it's a long shot, but I would love to see her interact with Chewbacca again. Oh, my God. To see that, like, literally that little bit that they have in the Clone Wars. I'm like, those two are so cool together. Like, I would love to see a reunion of that later on because it's just so sweet. That would be awesome, for sure. For sure, for sure. So, yeah. Even, like, Rex. I I love Ahsoka's, like, uh connection with rex yeah even from the first episode you how she tries to learn from him yep and she just like learns from everybody around her and you see like everyone in here obi-wan anakin and yeah and rex all of the mentoring yeah Mm -hmm. i love even yoda yeah i oh it makes me so sad because i love the relationship between ahsoka and yoda 
those two to me were just like they were like just buddies you know like mm -hmm. obviously yoda is on the jedi council he's the grand master but he's such a friend to her throughout the whole show mm -hmm. even when they expel her from the jedi order it's like you can see in yoda's face the entire time in those episodes that guy is hurt he knows they are messing up like especially right at the end when they asked ahsoka to come back to the order and she says, no, I'm not coming back, and tells Anakin. Right there, it shows a shot of Yoda's face, and he knows. He's like, we messed up big time on this one. Wow. And it makes me so sad, because it's like, oh, man. Then you see him again, that little interaction with um, Yoda and Rebels and Ahsoka. And it's just a friendly little wave, just like, hi. He oh. just sees him through the Force, you know, or Ahsoka sees him through the Force. And he just waves, and she, it just makes her happy. She just smiles. And I'm like, oh, man, that's mm -hmm. like, that hurts so bad. It's so good. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah, I think both of them are, like, such good friends, and you see that is because both Yoda and Ahsoka are, like, key light side of the Force. Definitely, um, definitely. And, and Yoda can see that. He's He's been around for for long enough to see, like, she is a, a big, big part of the light side of the Force. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I can't wait to see where they go with all of this, but it's... Oh, man, it's crazy. I love it. I love Star Wars, you guys. Can you not tell? <laughs> It's just the best. Even like with Mace Windu, like giving her crap kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You could see Yoda like, oh. <laughs> he felt uncomfortable that yeah. scene in like the Siege of Mandalore arc when Windu, he's like, this is council affairs, citizen. Yeah. And then they all leave, but Yoda stays and he's like, oh, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Like, he could, you can tell he feels bad. They're treating yeah. her harshly. And it's mm. like, man, that's not... That's the Jedi became so arrogant, and that was part of the fall to the Empire. You know, as they yeah. became, they thought they were invincible, like, and they could just do whatever they wanted, kind of a thing. But that's what I liked about Ahsoka. She, it didn't feel like she like got any, or like she gave any hate. Yeah. To Windu, yeah. or like anyone that would like mess with her, even like Maul and stuff. Like. Yep. She just wants justice. She wants the light side. She wants. Uh, she wants everyone to turn out like better. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. I loved that whole thing with Maul asking her to join because she was gonna do it to save the Republic and the Jedi Order. The thing, the key thing here is that she didn't because of her loyalty to her friends. As soon as Maul says that Anakin is being groomed to be the next dark side user under the emperor she's like there is absolutely no way i do not believe you you are lying we will fight to the death now <laughs> which is insane that she was yeah. that loyal and that makes it so much more heartbreaking that anakin did actually turn and that was true mm -hmm. oh it's so heartbreaking oh, yeah. it kills yeah. me dude it kills me <laughs> i'm dying oh, I can't, man. oh my gosh like, yeah, like we have to get forced. Like, Anakin. you totally feel that when Anakin turns to the dark side, like, you, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, once you know their relationship, like, even Padme, like, yeah. Anakin turn into the dark side, that's, that's a hard blow, like, in the force. Yep, <laughs> everyone. It's just crazy that it's like, and so many people think it happens so fast, but going back and watching the Clone Wars, watching the, you know, prequel movies... It's a build-up. It is a long build-up. And he was manipulated. If you think about it in the long run, like, Palpatine manipulated him for, since he was, like, nine years old. As soon mm -hmm. as he gets to the Jedi Order, you know, he's there watching over him. And he's slowly, slowly giving him, feeding him these ideas, drip-feeding him the dark side, basically, until it just explodes at that climactic moment. 
and that's just yeah one of the craziest things to see but i really hope <laughs> that crazy. we can see i'm super intrigued to know that even during the mandalorian both ahsoka and luke you know they're alive in the same time frame now and they're both like adults so i really would love an interaction between those two to see ahsoka seeing luke's children like oh, or wow. excuse me anakin's children and seeing it luke and leia like mm -hmm. oh man and it would be different now because they don't have Terry Fisher. They, it'd be mm. interesting if they used Mark Hamill, you know, for that because they'd have to be younger and stuff. But, like, I would love that interaction, especially if, even if it was an animated show or something like that, just to see those two and to see what Ahsoka would say to him, especially yeah. knowing that, like, especially with Anakin turning back to the good side at the very end of Episode Six. But. That'd be crazy to mm. see. Anyway, sorry guys, these are the ramblings of a madman here talking about Ahsoka, but <laughs> I'm very passionate about this character and these stories. Yeah. Well, what I like a lot about Ahsoka is her lightsabers and Oh yeah. How even you can see her personality change with the color of her lightsabers. Yes. Also. Oh yes, yeah. that's for a very sure. good like metaphor for it for sure too. It's so cool. Yeah. You can see it even in the book, or when she gets a lightsaber from one of the Inquisitors, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Not oh. not the do any spoilers, but <laughs> yeah. No, we'll talk a little bit about that for sure. It's been out long enough. I feel like those. Uh, but that yeah, that ties in perfectly to our next segment. We've got our collectibles for the day. Um, and today, guys, we're going to be talking about the lightsabers from Galaxy's Edge. We have both sets of the Ahsoka hilts here. So we have Clone Wars Ahsoka, the two lightsabers. Those ones are super cool with the color changing from green to blue. Then we have the Rebel set of Ahsoka lightsabers that are white. Uh, also the ones you see in The Mandalorian, which are super sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, these are, these are some of my absolute favorite hilts. Um, I picked up the uh, white lightsabers, her the Rebels and Mandalorian ones, uh, before I picked up the Clone Wars ones. Uh, Katie's boyfriend actually picked me up the Clone Wars <laughs> ones, but yep. um, the, the Rebels ones, they're super cool, they're really well done, um, they're very beautiful. My one gripe is that they feel a little bit chunky, they're a little bit on the thicker side, but I understand that they have to do that for the blades to be interchangeable and everything, mm -hmm. and they do feel pretty long, but it's also... They're supposed to be like a katana. That's what you know what they talked about a little bit, and they're supposed to be really elegant looking, which I think they've absolutely achieved. They're mm. very gorgeous. I also love that. Yeah, they're white, and that is such a cool tie-in because um, they even talked like this is another cool tie-in to the sequel trilogy, which I love. Uh, when Ahsoka builds these white lightsabers, she uses a red kyber crystal, which mm. to have a crystal be red now the way that they they changed it kind of in canon since the disney buyout mm. but what you have to do is bleed the crystal so you have Whoa. to basically like put your dark side essence into the crystal and corrupt it so you have to start out with a light side crystal that's blue green whatever the color is and you bleed it to turn it red and oh so you have gosh. to have a lot of anger to do that and it's mm. really challenging wow. and that's why kylo his lightsaber is cracked and all like craggly looking and it's got oh the gosh. blade because he tried to bleed it but he didn't completely do it mm -hmm. which wow. is awesome because i kind of you know foreshadowed his turn back into the light oh that, is, that was awesome <laughs> but that's uh scene. it was so cool because when ahsoka achieved it or when uh, she did she didn't achieve that she did the complete opposite actually of bleeding it she started out with a kyber crystal that had been bled a red one or two red ones i guess for the double or for the white both of her blades and then she purified it 
through the force yeah. and made them it came out white because it has like kind of it's such a cool thing too because it's showing her not being affiliated with the jedi anymore she's just kind of off on her own path just white no affiliation light or dark kind of a thing mm-hmm. which That's i think crazy. is so cool well, yeah we should turn one of them on uh yeah let's grab a blade i guess yeah super cool the ones actually from disney world like the newer ones um have like a the blade changes colors so if you like hold the button down it it changes from uh green to blue right yeah so the clone wars hilts those ones are the color change ones. okay yeah so the the clone wars ones so these are just the white ones and then the clone wars ones are uh the green and blue yeah which are the first ones that they made at galaxy's edge that are a color change oh really one of the cooler things about ahsoka's lightsabers that i always loved are the sound effects the sounds are so cool the white ones especially especially in the mandalorian Oh, and you hear them? <laughs> it's so cool. Let's get the, them on. Yeah, plug oh, yeah. it back in, because that sound is just awesome. They should hear that for sure. I'm sure that people have, but yeah, like definitely the lightsaber blade being plugged in. Oh, that's just awesome. Oh, turn it cool. on. Oh, heck yeah. Right now it looks a little bit on the yellow side. The batteries are a little low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I have noticed is that um, once you buy these, the batteries can go bad pretty quick. So just buy a set of swap out batteries. Otherwise, the blade will change color slightly, and you'll be like, what is going on with these? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the sound of that is really awesome. My grandpa about them also was the the bigness of them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even Shocking. like if you're trying to cosplay as Ahsoka, most girls that do have smaller hands, oh. and yeah. so it makes them look like super huge in yeah. their hands, kind of like a. They are a bit on the chunky side for mm-hmm. sure. Ahsoka's voice, uh, Ashley Exton. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, she, like our promo she, she gets the uh, promos of those lightsabers, but they look like uh, comically huge. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do look pretty big, yeah. yeah. I think she's pretty short too, isn't she? She's on like she's only like five foot something on that. But yeah, with yeah. Uh, with them on there, they do look pretty big. That's uh, they did a a lot better job with the scaling of the Clone Wars lightsaber hilts. I feel like they're a lot more. Um, accurate, I feel like, to what yeah. Ahsoka's would be. Yeah, yeah. They look nice. And these super are the cool. newer ones, so yeah. I, can, yeah. I can see that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. These ones are super sweet, but the colors and the, the lights, like the sounds on all these are really cool. Oh so that's the gosh. Clone Wars, and that's when it's on the blue. It's so bright. Like, if you guys could see it, it is so bright. I love that sound. Yeah. It's so cool that they added that, because that, I believe that exact sound effect is right when she turns on the blue lightsaber, when Anakin gives it to her. And she spins them, it makes that exact sound. Which I'm like, that's so cool. That's another thing I feel like we should talk about. I love that they um, added this. It's it's just an interesting piece of lore to me. I'm like a huge lightsaber nut, and I love to learn about, like, the different things that make them tick in the Star Wars canon. Mm -hmm. Um, But when Ahsoka first starts out, she has the green lightsabers. And then she gets, you know, expelled from the Jedi Order. They offer her the position back in the Jedi Order. She declines, whatever. She gives up her lightsabers. But Anakin keeps them, which, again, oh, my heart. But, like, (laughs) as he has them, he's just been tinkering with them and messing with them because he's just been thinking the whole time, like, oh, Ahsoka's going to come back. She's going to need these. He's got to be in tip-top shape. But what's really cool is they talked a little bit about it um, when they give, when Anakin gives the lightsabers back to Ahsoka and they're blue. That's because Anakin tweaked with the angle and the frequency of the kyber crystal. So... I always thought that when you went to pick out a kyber crystal or whatever, it's like you were kind of guided by the force. And when you get the kyber crystal, it's whatever color it is, and that was the color you were meant to have. Turns out, through like engineering and you know messing around with technology, you can change the color of your blade. 
So he angles oh it gosh. and changes the frequency and makes them blue. And you can tell when she turns the lightsaber on, it sounds more powerful than when it was green. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, that's so cool to know that, like, you could have built the lightsaber better and made it sound different, look different. It could be different, even though you have the same kyber crystal in it. That's yeah, crazy. which that's super interesting because that means, like, no two lightsabers are the same, even. Exactly. Uh, they can be built even exactly the same way, but because of the two t- kyber, two different kyber crystals in there, like, it'll be different. But yeah. Two, the same kyber crystal can have, yeah, two different kind of things going on, so. That's insane. It's so cool. And I love that, like like I said, you can hear the difference when she turns it on, but mm-hmm. again, even from the blue to the white, you can hear a big difference. The white ones, to me, they sound, like, so good. It's just such, like... It sounds like focused raw energy though. Mm-hmm. It's like so powerful when it turns yeah. on. In the middle, oh, yeah. they were everything about the white lightsabers were just like beautiful. It was yeah. like peaceful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like turned it on, you felt like you had to be oh, quiet. My gosh. Like. But, but also like scared the peace. Yeah. 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 yeah, Well, I mean, it was scary when she's running around, but yeah. when she's fighting, the that the sound effects in that episode are some of the best in any Star Wars media ever. Mm-hmm. The lightsaber duel with the Beskar staff. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Those noises alone. I'm like, just let me just get a repeat of that, please. Like, yeah, it's real. so cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me do the color change on here. Takes it a second, but there's a little button on the lightsaber that when you hold down, it changes. Oh, Ooh. so cool. It flashes white while it changes, and it's and then awesome. And it has a different sound font in there, which is really cool, too. I'm like, that's so sweet. And it does it for both the launder hilt and the little shoto, the shorter handle with the shorter blade. It's mm-hmm. really cool. So I'm looking at these, and uh, I know Ahsoka has a, a kind of strange fighting style. Like, she mm-hmm. uses her, her lightsabers backwards. Yeah, like she holds the them reverse backwards. stance, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, she also has opted for a, a curved hilt. Yes, um, yeah. as for the secondary. What is, like, the strategy, I guess, with a, with a curved hilt? So as far as I know, um, the reason that they use a curved hilt, I think I read a little bit about this on, on Count Dooku's hilt and a mm-hmm. little bit. The other, those are the few other curved ones is Dooku's, and you see Asajj Ventress, hers are curved. Yeah. Um, but it gives you more power in your lunges when you're doing stuff like that. So it's easier to use it with one hand, and you get more power. Oh, okay, yeah. So when she's got, you know, both hands held, being used to hold a lightsaber, it gives her more power, I guess, in that stance. Okay, that so. makes sense. That's oh, cool. Yeah, that's yep. As far as what I'm aware. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. If you if you know another reason, please feel free to let us know. But that is my knowledge of the subject. So. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, also, interesting thing was on the, the Destiny show, Destiny's... Oh, the Forces of Destiny? Forces of yeah, Destiny. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. No, you're okay. <laughs> Also, there's an episode where Yoda and Ahsoka are training. Yes. Lightsaber dual training. Lightsaber dual training, but she's using a different stance. Like, trying to learn her different stances for the lightsabers and that. And uh, maybe you guys can check that out. And <laughs> it's really sweet. Like, if you want to know more about that, just check out that. Definitely. Forces of Destiny. Like. Yeah. It had some good information on that that I learned, and I thought it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There's also a super cool book. I think it's The Jedi Path is what it's called. Okay. That has a extensive yeah. list of all the different lightsaber fighting styles in there, and it's really cool. It's really in-depth and kind of shows like quite a bit about each different stance. And um, It's such a cool book because it's like a book that's been passed down 
from Generations is yeah. what they have. So there's like notes in there, but it's from like Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi Wan, Luke, and I think a couple others in there. I'm like, that's so really cool. cool. Yeah, that's really dope. Um, isn't there? I think there's like what nine different kind of fighting I styles. So. I think there's I nine. So. Which one does Ahsoka use, or does she use one? I actually don't know. Oh really? To tell you the truth. Well, yeah, the expert doesn't know. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. Come on. I know. Well, I think yeah. that, that's in that episode. She's learning that different fighting style so yeah yeah uses one, she could own. use multiple like mm-hmm. that kind of Definitely. her own style or something too. yeah that's what i thought but and i'm I sure that her being taught from different like masters i'm sure she's probably sparred with i mean anakin obviously a ton yeah. but probably mm-hmm. like obi-wan clearly yoda i bet that plo Koon is probably a big influence oh, wow. on teaching oh, her yeah. which is so cool i love that relationship too that's one we should have talked about a bit more with the ahsoka thing is her and Plo Koon because Plo was the one that brought her to the Jedi Temple and like seeing them in the Clone Wars like man I bet that hurt Ahsoka so bad she has such a tragic story everyone she loves dies she's like Obi-Wan I swear (laughs) it's the worst thing in the world I'm like oh man but anyways it's just yeah it's crazy but yeah guys these lightsabers are super cool I think both of them are the set it comes with two in each set they are $299 um, at the Galaxy's Edge um it's it's stock ondars i yeah, believe Ondars. yeah is where you get those and then right now obviously they aren't open i think they sell both of these at disney world um whether or not they're in stock from day to day kind of varies right now at downtown disney i know you can get them in that little shop that they have there's like a galaxy's edge shop i know disney disneyland's not open but the downtown disney district is and you can get those um you do have to buy the blades separately for the longer blade it's 50 dollars, and for the shorter one it's 45 dollars. so i think and- all in it's like uh, actually, I might be wrong. Because, well, aren't the color-changing ones only available in Disney World? Uh, they were, but they added them to okay, the, they yeah, added downtown them. Disney. Oh, Let me make know. sure that my pricing is actually right on there. I might have, um, I might be wrong. They might be $200 for the set. Let me see. And also, if you're choosing a color for your lightsabers, uh, I've read that, like different kind of Jedi, like, with their personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about, like, that also contributes in, like, finding your kyber crystal and stuff. That yeah. You're, you're actually going to find a color with your personality. So, like, if, awesome. if you're looking for a color you're having a hard time deciding, you should kind of look that up, like, see what color you are, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. like your personality type. Yeah. I've Do done that. a bunch of those tests, too. It's, like, super fun to try to find out which color you are, but... Definitely. Yeah. Like, for the lightsabers, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind but of Jedi, blade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys, I actually did misspeak here. So, both sets are $199, not $299. So, it's $199, and then pretty much another 100 for the blades. So, like, 300 all in if you get the lightsabers with the blades. 199 mm-hmm. for just the hilts. And it does come with two hilts. That's why it's a little bit more expensive for yeah. each set. Also, I love the boxes. That yes, oh, yeah. the boxes yeah. are amazing. Boxes are sweet. So if you get get one, like absolutely get the box with it. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. They come with them, I think. Yeah. They come with the box on there. I'm hoping Unless you do the that, build your own. Yeah, yeah I'm mm-hmm. hoping that by my friends and I hopefully want to go to Disneyland in June. So if they... Do open back up by June. I will be building my own lightsaber, and I will totally tell you guys about the experience. Ooh, so, nice what job. color do you think you're gonna get? I feel like I'll get blue. Like yeah, I just, I just nice. feel like That's weirdly solid. enough, because it's not even like my favorite. Like I just mm. weirdly enough feel like I'll probably choose blue. But I don't know. When I'm there, I'll just have to see how I'm feeling. But cool. And I mean, if you wanted to get, you know, 
all the colors i'm sure that you it's true i, I do <laughs> i do already have a lot of like kyber crystals but i i don't personally even have a blue one so i'll probably choose that but who knows Definitely. christian and i almost pulled the plug last time yeah. we were there and then we i tried i yeah, tried, we, they, we tried i didn't realize you had to make a reservation so far in advance but they didn't have any available i yeah. was totally gonna do it <laughs> i know we were like let's do it but so mm. i had to fill the void with buying all sorts of other legacy lightsabers it's fine yeah. <laughs> One of my other gripes, I guess you could say, about the Galaxy's Edge hilts, it's not even that big of a deal, but the longer blade, um, at least for Ahsoka, the way that I kind of see it in Clone Wars, it's a little bit too long. And you can actually get the shorter blade, but it's too short, and that's like the perfect size for the short one. But there's like a medium size blade. The only way you can get that is through Build Your Own. Mm. If you do the Build Your Own lightsaber, it comes with that. I wish they sold those because it would be the perfect size for the mm. long lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. And so. a funny story about that was me oh, and geez. Christian, <laughs> we're at Galaxy's Edge, and he, he's looking at the lightsabers, and the guy is telling him something wrong about well, the lightsaber. He said that you have to get... So I'm looking at the Ahsoka white lightsabers, and there's the short handle and the long handle. It's the same thing with the Clone Wars hilt. There's a short and long one. And the guy was telling me, he says, so you're going to have to get a long blade and a short blade. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. The long blade for the long hilt and the short one for the short one. And he's like, yeah, you put the long blade in the short hilt and the short one in the long hilt so that they even out and they're the same length. I'm like, <laughs> what? No, that's not how it is. That's not at all how Ahsoka's lightsabers are. And I'm, it was just such a weird, like, it was, it was so weird. I don't well, know. Well, it made it me threw laugh. It like, yeah. he's like, huh, what is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, Christian, Christian knows, like, with the, the Japanese Shoto blade. Yeah, it's, the shorter. It's obviously shorter, so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was just making me laugh that he was telling me that. I was so like, funny. uh, no. I'm like, wait, <laughs> aren't you, aren't, you're supposed to know a lot about Star Wars. You're working at Galaxy's Edge. Come on, man. This is immersion breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's crying in there. He's <laughs> like, I can't buy these anymore. Like, take them, take them back. <laughs> no, it was good. We had an awesome experience at Galaxy's Edge. We should yeah. actually, Galaxy's Edge was We, should, we should do a dive in. on that. Yeah, yeah, we should yeah. talk about that at some point for sure. It was but. probably one of the best experiences, like, ever. It was so fun. Yeah. I've never been to Galaxy's Edge, but I would love to go. Well, as soon as it opens in. up, yeah. we're doing a podcast as, trip. As soon as it opens oh, up. Yes. Hopefully, we can all make it to Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim in 22. That would and be awesome. Star Wars Lands, if Disneyland's open by that point, we are definitely stopping in with all of our new friends Absolutely. at Galaxy's Edge. Yes. So, be yes. so sweet. Heck yeah. So. Well, alright guys, we're getting, we're pretty much sweet. at an hour here. We've gone on rambling for longer than we probably should have or at least me excuse me i have gone on rambling probably longer than i should have here but yeah well sweet we're trying to wrap this up then yeah i think we'll wrap it up for the day all right well, awesome well thanks for listening guys we always appreciate it and tell your friends yeah um definitely feel free to like reach out like we said in the beginning with questions make sure you just let us know feedback all that good stuff yeah. we're always open ears we absolutely love to hear it. Uh, actually, a question that I have for you guys. Let us know if you want these podcasts, uh, if it's a good length or if we want them like shorter or longer. Uh, just let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve it. Definitely. We've got a lot to talk about, but we can definitely shorten it up to make it a little bit easier to listen to. I know we can uh, ramble on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. We get excited. Yeah. Just talking about Star Wars, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just the best thing. But. <laughs> Seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it means the world to us. If you have, yeah, like you say, any questions, feel free to reach out. Anything you want to tell us, let us know. Um, like I say, try to find something that you absolutely hate about Star Wars, whether it be your least favorite movie, least favorite show, least favorite character, and try to find one thing that you like 
about it. Just one thing. That's yeah, all. M- yeah, just maybe like look it up and see if like maybe there's more to it that mm-hmm. you, you yeah. didn't know. Like for sure. I know, like with Jar Jar and stuff. Like <laughs> there's other things like you could find out about Jar Jar that will kind of make you like him more. Jar Jar's <laughs> a cool character. Don't or, go dissing on Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar's a man. Oh, exactly. Man. Plus he's got his cool new friend Wet Bub and they can go on murder sprees together. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, guys. Yeah, uh, be kind to each other. Have a good day. May the force be with you. May the force yeah. be with you. This will be a day long remembered in the archives of the Jedi Order. Thanks for coming to episode three. We'll see you next week. Woo! May the force be with you. <laughs>